Rich Not Famous. Hi guys, welcome back to Rich Not Famous. We're your hosts. I'm Naomi. And I'm Mary. I'm Rova. If you guys aren't already. No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> no. New host, guys. Yeah, new host. I will introduce you, okay? Okay, good. New co-host, everyone. New brain. Um, if you guys aren't already, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at underscore rich not famous underscore. You guys know the deal. Do whatever it is you do with the podcast and share with a friend. We'd really appreciate it. Um, seems like you've already met him because he's already introduced himself. Um, but today is super exciting because we do have a guest, if Ooh. you haven't seen by the title. Um, and it's my best friend. I've known him since fifth grade, okay? That's so crazy. We go back just a moment. Um <laughs> Rohan, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, um, I'm Rohan. I am so excited to be here. I feel very lucky that Naomi and I have done such a good job keeping up with each other after so many years. And I'm so excited hey. to meet our lovely other co-host um, uh, and oh. <laughs> have a, an awesome conversation. Yay! So, do you just want to tell people before we jump into our conversation where you are or like what you're doing and sure, just a little yes, a little context of your perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. I graduated um, in May 2021, same as these two uh, from UC Berkeley, so in California. Um, I'm from a suburb of Atlanta, Georgia, just like Naomi. Uh, although I lived in India for a few years, and then I moved back and immediately met her, um, which it's been great. You're so it's cool. The, okay. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. all over here. <laughs> um, I, I moved to Washington, D.C. in August of 2021 after graduating, spent the summer at home, got a new job, was at that job for a year, and have recently started a new job. Um, working at Accenture Federal Services. So Accenture is a big technology consulting company and they have a subsidiary which deals exclusively with the federal government and with departments within the federal government. Um, I will hopefully get a project assigned uh, in the next couple of weeks. I started pretty recently. I started on August 22nd. So wow, It it hasn't been that long, still in training. But excited to be here. Um, I love D.C. I do miss Atlanta. I do miss uh, the Bay Area, where, fun fact, Naomi was born there, which is pretty cool. She's a um, Cali yeah. girl. She is. Secretly. <laughs> secretly. Yeah. Yeah, secretly, um, yeah. People usually are very shocked. Um, I actually visited her hometown um, for the first time last year, just because that is where the area's Six Flags is. And yeah. peak summer, it. it was probably 96 degrees. And I remember standing in silence with five friends in the line for a ride. And that line was an hour long. And we were just so dead oh, from no. the heat. And there was no conversation. There was no discourse. So I'm excited we get to have that today in memory of that time <laughs> that was wasted. Okay, yeah, maybe we can make that time up for you here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Perfect. That's a nice, that's a love nice it. moment to not talk for an hour. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love that splurge. Thank you so much. Um, so, guys, we're doing something a little differently, I think, today. So, Rohan just gave you like a little splurge about himself, but... Why do you keep calling it a splurge? I don't know. I What's the other blurb. word for it? Spiel. Yeah. Spiel is good. That's a oh. spiel. Spiel is good. <laughs> Let me make let me make my own words up. Yeah, no, um, please. Yeah. <laughs> this is your show. I was just curious. Yeah, this is yeah. <laughs> thanks. This is our show. Um, but I talked to Rohan earlier, and I just wanted to like get an idea about what he wanted to talk about today, and I kind of want you to explain it, and I want you to talk about it. So that you can get the conversation going because you're just really good at that. But I don't want to introduce it because I don't think I'll give it justice. So I want you to do that. Sounds good. So what do you want to talk about today? 
so broadly, um, and I'm sure we will visit a variety of topics, but what when I was trying to think about what we would be talking about, I didn't want to focus necessarily on this like concept of personal growth, just because I feel mm-hmm. like you guys talk about that pretty often. I, I've tuned in and it, it tends to come up, right? Like we're at a stage in our lives where this is such a priority yep. for us and we need to get our shit together, essentially. Um, I hope you can yep. bleep that out. But we don't, we, we don't need we to. Won't. Okay, That's okay. Perfect. We won't. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're trying to get everything together and figure out who we are while figuring out things about the big world. And I figured we could talk about that in the context of something that we can all relate to, which is television and adjacent mm. media. And something that came to mind recently, and I know this about Naomi, um, was that Harry Styles has been pretty trending on Twitter recently. He is about to star in a movie directed by Olivia Wilde, um, who's a a famous actress turned director. And it's called Don't, I think it's called Don't Worry Darling or Don't You Worry Darling. Are you guys familiar? Don't You Worry Darling. Um, Yeah, yeah, I've heard of this. Okay, perfect. So I think the premise is sort of like a get out situation, except without the... um, it's essentially a couple that becomes part of this organization, which she realizes, the she being Florence Pugh, her character realizes that um, this is kind of a cult, and she's trying to mm-hmm. escape, and Harry Styles, who is her man in this uh, trailer, I don't know what their relationship actually is. This is so is. interesting. You're uh, right, it's just so funny to hear that, because, anyways, go ahead, keep going. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll get into it, but keep going. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think he's kind of more bought into the the whole thing, which is funny, because Anya Taylor-Joy, who I also love, really up-and-coming actress, I'm sure you guys have seen The Queen's Gambit, she also is starring in a movie this fall, in which everyone is at this restaurant, she goes with her boyfriend, um, and he really buys into the whole culture of it, but she's really weirded out and it turns out to be another cult. So interesting situation going on right now with the film. Yeah. But the point being, and the reason this is becoming a big thing on Twitter is, um, Harry Styles tries and a lot of people say fails to do an American accent. And I'm sure you guys, it's a really quick clip that they released, but he sort of switches between a couple of accents. He goes from a different regional, like English accent to another one. And then it sounds like he's from Brooklyn and there's just a lot going on. And (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) I didn't even know about any of that until you sent it to me. That's so funny. So you, I sent that to Naomi last night. Did you feel like his accent was a little off? There was something going on. Yeah. I actually didn't know what the issue was. And then I watched <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, he doesn't sound correct. Yeah. But maybe, I don't know what else the issue would be. It's like 10 second clip. But yeah, right. everyone is really upset um, <laughs> that Harry Styles is in it. But I also read that, um, I think it's also just interesting. I laughed when you said Harry Styles because I was like, it's just so odd that my man is acting now. It just well, came out of nowhere, I feel His like. girlfriend is Olivia Wilde, is it not? Yes. yes. So, okay. Yeah, so there are a lot of mm-hmm. rumors. Some Rowan tea. Maybe, like, go into, like, a deep, a deep dive into this. So, originally, I think Shia LaBeouf was supposed to play Harry Styles' part. So, okay. that's where I'm already confused. You went from Shia LaBeouf. You thought, okay, who would be a good replacement? Harry Styles. <laughs> so, like, that's an interesting uh-huh. process in the first place. And then other people are upset because they're like, wow, did you sleep with the director to get this part? Because <laughs> why are you in this? And then a lot of uh, tweets are like, I'm sorry, Florence Pugh, as they, like, comment underneath yes. the video that she has to deal with Harry Styles, who's an inexperienced actor. Oh, God. Anyways, there's like a, there's like a whole thing, and right. I didn't know, and I've Sounds never like paid drama. attention to it. There are maybe know. it'll you know it'll make people come to the to the movie. Though, oh, people so. will obviously go see it, also because it's yeah. Harry Styles. Like, come on, now. Exactly. People will just go out of curiosity, even if you don't love him. It's just an interesting yeah. dynamic. Right. So you mentioned created. So that's it's such a layered situation, and naturally the stakes aren't that high. Like. Harry Styles is not depending on this movie to make or break his acting career. Right. He will have a whole other career 
going for him, one of the biggest careers of the moment um, in music specifically. But like Naomi said, there's a lot of layers here. One of them, and I think this is the one that is the least significant, is this funnel of British actors coming to Hollywood and then trying to play American characters. And that's, I mean, that's pretty surface level. Like, on one hand, mm -hmm. the, the Patriot in me thinks we have so much homegrown talent. Like, why are they coming over here and taking jobs from Americans? Same with Australians. And this is a big trend in Hollywood. It always has been. Jude Law has done this. Christian Bale, who plays the Dark Knight, who plays Batman. Like, he's English. No one knew this. And think about all the other varieties of actors and actresses who come over from whatever place and do an American accent and they get away with it. Jacob Elordi on Euphoria, he's Australian. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a lot of people that I don't even realize. Some of their accents are so good, I don't even, and someone's like, oh, you know they're British, right? And I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Naturally, this isn't really that important of a topic. What is interesting though is Harry Styles as a musician leveraging his musical career and pivoting into acting, just because this is not something that is out of the question. It's not something that hasn't happened before. Lady Gaga has done this to much acclaim. Yeah. Um, have you guys seen House of Gucci? I haven't. I have not, no. It's a long movie. I don't think it's required <laughs> viewing. Would you recommend? <laughs> um, it, was, it was vaguely entertaining. I will say they, all, <laughs> you get all these American actors um, I think Robert De Niro's in it, and then Adam Driver plays uh, Lady Gaga's husband in the movie, and they're all doing these Italian accents, and it sounds yeah, a that's so yeah, interesting. it sounds a little bit like Mario Party, um, Mario Party X Gucci, <laughs> a little crossover. That's so funny. Uh, just because it is a little too much of it's a, a little overwrought. That's what I would say. But yeah. Um, yeah. the the fashion's fun, the locations are beautiful, the plot is not the best um yeah anyway the point is she got some acclaim for that i think her biggest role was a star is born right did you guys see that mm -hmm. no no okay i didn't see that either naomi and i <laughs> suck at watching movies yeah we really do very fair very fair and we'll, we'll get back to tv but yes i've bit, i've heard good things i've heard good yeah i've heard about really good born. things about it yeah. um, i'm sure she's a good actress not that i have seen her other than in house of gucci but it is an interesting and i and wondering how like worthy these singers are who decide I want to get into acting and then they go into this role having had such a limited amount of experience compared to other people and then they get such big parts like this Olivia Wilde movie yeah and so I'm wondering what do you guys think do you think that musicians should stay in their lane do you think that because they're good at one thing they sort of get a little maybe arrogant and then they try to translate that into another thing and even if it works out do you think they deserve it wow that's a good question I feel like I have thought about this before in the sense that like I can see both sides of it like on one side I'm like okay they're taking parts from people who probably have trained for years this is their life's mission and like maybe we want to see an up-and-coming star that's going to make it big but then it's also like, can you blame them for seizing the opportunity and like kind of like branching out? And like, do does everyone really need to just stay in their one specific niche? Oh, it's a hard, that's a hard one. Those, that, what do you think, Naomi? Those are the perspectives. Yeah. Yeah, I think I feel the same way. Um, because also, because I was thinking about Cardi B too, because she's in Hustlers. Oh, yeah. But I also think that was a very... Well, she was a stripper. fitting role for her, yeah. and I think it went over very well. Um, I know she talked about that she wants to do more stuff. I don't know how well that would work, but um, yeah. <laughs> but I love her. But I think that like, I also think it's like a money hungry thing. I think it's kind of like what you said, Mary. I mean, like, why not? Why not do it? Because you can easily access. You can easily access it. Like, why right. would someone not? want Harry Styles in this why would you not want Cardi like why not spice it up why not get also it's more money for the directors and the producers because totally. everyone and their mother is going to be like what Harry Styles and what Cardi B what you know Lady Gaga yeah. like it's just a little little like a little drop and it's like hmm it's gonna like benefit me 
and it'll benefit the singer too. I also feel like that's so expensive. And I always think about that, but like how much does like a name brand singer name brand (laughs) cost? (laughs) They are like, how does that, like that's expensive. I guess it pays off. Yeah. But that's the thing is I feel like it all does come back to money in the end. Like when does it not? Like, like obviously you could prob most likely find someone better suited for the role, but like myself, this, yeah, right, obviously like Naomi, <laughs> but, but like having that name out there is gonna attract the audience. It's like marketing in a way, you know. Totally. So that that's what brings the money in. So it's also an interesting mm. thing because I don't even think I feel like Don't You Worry, Darling could actually be. I think it is. It looks like a good movie like a psychological movie but I think a lot of people would have seen it anyways if Shia LaBeouf or literally anybody else was in it because they also have great actors in there already so it's just an it's interesting to drop Harry in there you know right Chris Pine is is in the movie apparently yeah like he's great so um no yeah Olivia's doing her so (laughs) (laughs) she is Olivia? Yeah, Olivia's gonna do Olivia. So <laughs> I do. Think oh my god! That... Do you know that One Direction song, Olivia? That must have been like a a pretense or something. The universe oh has god. spoken. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> I do want to know. I am not a fan of Harry Styles' music. He doesn't make music for me. Um, like I'm not the target audience, which is totally fine. And. I'm happy for Naomi's him to be like so big. Oh, I know. Dying over there. <laughs> Melting. She's like eye twitching. Like. <laughs> right. That's okay. Yeah. I can respect that. Yeah, we respect the differences. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. it's not for everyone. Totally. It's not. Um, I want to come back to the question of assigning blame because I think it leads us to the bigger question of what is the point of Hollywood? Like, what is the point of these industries? that make content for our consumption. And so naturally, like we're not sitting here blaming Harry Styles or Taylor Swift was in that big ensemble movie, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj was in a movie with oh, Cameron Diaz. Um, everyone does this. Like plenty of Nikki's people do great. this. But yes, go ahead. Um, <laughs> she is, she's the best. Um, she's queen, actually. Yeah. But the point she is, like, is we're not sitting here saying that they shouldn't do this, that they shouldn't leverage right. their careers and their connections to move over to this if they want to do it. Like, I'm happy for them that they're getting to explore some other art form. And look at Selena Gomez, who kind of did it the other way, where she acted and then True. Uh, sang, and now she's back to... I don't know if you guys have seen Only Murders in the Building. Oh, um, I've seen every episode. I haven't finished it, but I'm watching it. I really tried. Um, I'm gonna, I'll probably try like again. It. It's a little too saccharine. It's a little too sweet. Um, and like, she's a little, the writing, it's it's one of those TV shows that makes me think that, oh, okay, this is a TV show. Like, it's not very much attempting to okay. be realistic. And that is right. a priority for me when I watch things that aren't necessarily like comedy or fantasy, sci-fi, any of those things that take you out of reality. Like, this is supposed to be set in our world, right? Only murders. That's an interesting perspective, but that makes sense. Right. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I get that. So this big question is Hollywood's purpose to, as you guys pointed out, simply to generate more and more money for the studios and all of their individual affiliates, directors, actors, the cast and crew, essentially, or is it to serve some kind of higher purpose? Is it almost a public utility to take people away from the fact that we all have to live a vaguely monotonous life if we're doing a nine to five, which I'm not saying is a bad system. Well, it's not the best system. I would prefer if we <laughs> had three day weekends, but you guys know what I'm what talking about, mm. right? Where yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. we want do we want to hold this clearly this like mechanism for creating money for generating wealth for other people? Do we want to hold it to a certain standard? And ideally, for me, like TV and movies. They should serve, they should do some good for the individual. And at the end of the day, they are doing good if you're enjoying them, mm-hmm. right? As the individual viewer. And right. the ones that people enjoy the most are the ones that people go to buy tickets for, watch at home, stream, all of that. 
So just kind of putting that big question out here and wondering what you guys think. Wow. Naomi, you look like you have a lot of thoughts in there. Um, I really, I'm, <laughs> every time with him, I'm always processing because. Yeah, you are always so asks, insightful. Like, yeah, he always like, asks the Like the questions are questions. incredible. Yeah, um, so I'm always stumped. You know, I feel like that is, I agree, like the higher purpose is entertainment or even, you know, like movies or shows that make people feel less alone or, you know, whatever the whatever the purpose is. And I feel like that's that should be the end goal. But I feel like the way our society is built, it's all kind of revolving around money and that can sometimes maybe be at the expense of the quality. But then at the same time, would you argue that like the consumers keep them in check in the sense that like, especially in the age of social media, like everyone has an opinion and that opinion can spread like wildfire. So like people saying, oh, Harry Styles accent sucks. Maybe that's not like keeping them going from the movie, but like that's out there, you know? So Like they do it on purpose. Like people are spicing things up on purpose for money making. No, well – that's another perspective. That's, that's but how I heard that. That's no, I was I was kind of meaning like you could argue that the consumers like keep the system in check in the sense that like you could just go online and be like this show is the worst and then there's mm. going to be like thousands of other people that agree with you and then it's a trending hashtag the next day and then people are like but is all press good press? You know, like if people are like, this sucks, does that make them want to watch it more? Right. There's so many questions here. So it's great that you brought that up because I was thinking in the back of my head, did Olivia Wilde purposefully release a clip that maybe isn't even going to make it into the movie to generate this kind of buzz? And in this case, I'm not so sure that she did, but that is totally yeah. something that she might do. Uh, like you said, all press tends to be good press. And that is a great question. Do the consumers keep the people who run these studios and run these productions in check on social media? We live in a more egalitarian time where your voice, it might not be registered if it's just an individual voice when you tweet once. But like you said, a thousand people might agree with you. And there you have it. Someone is keeping track of those trends. Someone is telling Olivia Wilde, about all of this right now. She, I'm sure, right. is vaguely plugged into what's going on on social media. Unlike a lot of older directors who might not care, who might not know. Yep. She knows who, who, who her audience is. She knows that they all use social media. And mm -hmm. I'm wondering, is she really good at her job? Um, so we'll see. Yeah, that's a, very, that's a very calculated move. Jeez. Which <laughs> I think a lot of people do, do. Right. Like doing stuff like releasing a clip like that just to get mm, that's this reminds me of like the Kardashian. this is a different avenue, but like the Kardashians. Do you remember when Kylie Swim came out and everyone was all over TikTok being like, Yeah, this is the it's thinnest piece really of bad. plastic yeah. I've ever and then I think right like shortly after that they released some other brand and they were like, Oh, something Oh, I can't remember what the theories were, but it was something like just to generate attention to direct it towards this or like to make Kim's brand look better or whatever it was. And I was like, hmm, did they really mess up that bad or are they super calculated and know exactly what they're doing? Nice. Like Kris Jenner's kind of a mastermind. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, people could be doing similar things in Hollywood. Like that's that's interesting. i don't like that <laughs> i feel used that makes me think uh, that's la i, I feel like totally. um yeah. this makes me think of kylie jenner's lip filler saga because we can call it that and the fact that she has a cosmetics company now that's made her a billionaire yep. that yep. relationship and even though she's not selling lip filler she's selling something completely different mm -hmm. that definitely fed into that and awesome good I'm very impressed by if it is Kris Jenner, and I assume it is. I'm very impressed by her strategy that she's implemented. But yeah, um, going back a little bit, I'm wondering, yeah. since we talked about how we want to see media production as 
fulfilling these two purposes. We know that the underlying purpose is, of course, going to be money and the generation of money. Mm -hmm. But then on top, we want it to do some good. What do you guys feel are some other industries that might participate in this? And one thing that comes to mind is clothing and particularly the trend of body positivity um, seems like it is sort of fulfilling this purpose where you are being more inclusive but at the end of the day the companies that are embracing it they're getting more sales yep that's so true and that reminds me of also like during pride the uproar of you know companies using the pride flag or colors or whatever and selling and saying we align with this and whatever to kind of you know the backlash of like um, hello, you're just generating profits. Like you're, or people di- doing deep dives and being like, your company funds these anti LGBTQ like charities or whatever it is. And it's just so interesting because I feel like, on one hand, though, if you don't embrace that, like if you don't embrace, you know, pride or body positivity or whatever and like expand your brand in that way, then you're, people are like, what are you doing? But then if you do, it's also, it also can be questioned. You know, like, yeah. is it genuine? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I talked to you about this about something else, and I don't remember exactly what it was. But um, there was also the backlash of companies doing that, like, including the rainbow and, like, their logo or whatever. And people were like, it doesn't – it's not enough that you're doing this one time a year. Like, that doesn't really mean anything to some people. Like, what does it mean for the rest of the year? And I think mm-hmm. in some websites and some companies now, like – at the bottom, like, sometimes it will put, like, we're inclusive of this, we support this, like, we don't encourage this, or, it's not, like, blatant, it's not, like, political stuff, but it's just, like, supporting stuff, but it's, like, right now, you know, like, it's just a different time, it's not, like, a specific month to sell, like, to honor something. That makes me think of companies, like, I think J. Crew. Um, just clothing companies in general, they'll have a pride themed mm-hmm. item of clothing. They'll have a shoe with rainbow stripes and all of the proceeds or a certain percentage of the proceeds from the sale of that specific item go back to some LGBTQ plus organization or beneficiary organization. And that isn't necessarily enough. Um, I don't think it is going to ever be enough, but it's a decent step considering that people are that this is only now really gained steam in the last like probably 30 years 40 years um that being said like it i said this already but like it's not enough this um one item with a rainbow stripe that no one's gonna buy not to be horrendous but you guys buy items with rainbow themes on that so i do have one pair of shoes (laughs) (laughs) and i wear them all the time they're from puma it's just like their platforms and the bottom's a rainbow but i don't even know if that was a pride edition you are an ally that's what you are what can i say (laughs) naomi and i went to the pride parade in dublin and i wore my shoes but yeah i agree i'm not like yay june let me go buy up all the you know what i mean (laughs) like but i mean they're like they're trying like it's something how like what's your perspective though so i do think that at the end of the day you can't change fundamental nature of individuals in the short term we can't stop harry styles from doing this money grab and going over to the film industry and Similarly, we can't get a company like J. Crew to donate all of their proceeds from a certain tranche of time to LGBTQ plus youth organizations. Um, that being said, I think something you pointed out, because all our voices, there are now platforms through which they can be heard. If enough people build up the momentum on Twitter, for example, then these companies might be pressured to change. But that brings us to an issue here and we'll go back to body positivity a little bit there are certain brands that don't ever will probably never create women's clothing bigger than size four do you guys think that that's the case oh or bigger than a certain size and the reason i bring that and it might be 
couture, like luxury right. brands, it might be them. But at the end of the day, their consumers are a specific demographic. They don't want to necessarily subscribe to this infinite mm-hmm. growth model in this way, in that they don't want to expand the volume of people who are buying their goods. They just want to expand the amount of goods that they're selling to the same mm-hmm. people. And so we're never going to see certain changes it from certain companies. Similarly, we're never going to see certain behaviors change to we're in other industries. And I'm connecting. I know we're going a, a no, little I bit all over it. the place, but um, I'm thinking about 2008 and thinking about how very irresponsible individuals whose only responsibility in their minds was to their own bank balances. They leveraged the banking system. They leveraged the home loan. Um, an insurance situation and they essentially destroyed this country and a lot of countries around the world and if you think it was bad now think about in 1929 that must have been crazy and so those people they didn't feel the obligation to um, a wider society at large and yes you can have these bigger societal trends where we're trying to think make things more egalitarian democratize things but if we have bad eggs in positions in industries and in positions of power where they don't really have to be accountable to anyone, then we're going to get similar situations repeated over throughout history. This happened in 29 and it happened in 2008. And I think that this kind of speaks to, we need more regulation. We need more oversight. And this might be, from the government ideally it's a mixture of government and society but something needs to be changed and i didn't mean to make this that no. political but there is a certain it's okay yeah <laughs> yeah i mean we agree i'm so curious to hear what you guys have to say but there's definitely a certain group of individuals in the united states and of course in other countries who want less oversight who want less regulations because they're okay with corporations doing whatever they want. They're okay with these individuals not being accountable to society at large because they think that it adheres to some notion of freedom and some notion of your individual rights and liberties, which would not be protected if we did not live in a collectivist society in which our government employs millions of people in the military. If the government did less, these people would probably not be able to live the lives that they Mm -hmm. live. Oh my God, that was a pause. That was incredible. <laughs> I could never have said it better myself. But I mean, I guess that's <laughs> capitalism, huh? You know? Like. <laughs> there you go. That's, you just summed up capitalism. And just yep. like, ideally, everyone would be subscribed to this higher purpose of like doing good, being kind, being like you know, wanting everyone to succeed, but, like, some people just don't care about anyone but themselves. And I think that this system allows that to happen and allows it to be, like, me first, me first. There are people you know? like that. So totally. Unfor- there's people like that in our and country. And there always will be. don't care about anybody else except yeah. themselves. And those corporations, they work. Those people, it works for them, clearly. I agree. I don't think luxury designs will ever change or will do anything because they already got their people. They don't need to do anything different. They don't mm-hmm. want everyone in the world to have Louis or Chanel. That's not a thing. It's a select no, few. No, because can have then it. it wouldn't be It a, wouldn't be luxury. It would it would a, lose yeah. its entire totally. name. So it's I don't my brain is like a a swirly mess because I have like I agree with everything you just said and it's kind of crazy how much corporations are actually like the government's involved but I think we as consumers are really controlling how corporations are run because if you if a corporation doesn't do this if they don't support this if they say this oh oh we will blow up we will call you out and then it it kind of has them like rethink things and i think that's why behaviors are changing with all of these political i think there's a better phrase but all of these like political stances is because corporations are afraid of like what we could do to them. And I think a lot right. of things could change I f- because of that. I feel like though like people say like vote with your money and like you know money is power, money is king, whatever. So I feel like even though some people are out here saying all these things and demanding all these things and like 
talking the talk, a lot of people are still at the end of the day shopping at those stores or, you know, buying the goods or whatever. So that's that's all they care about is the bottom line. And it's not necessarily like they want to keep that good, positive opinion because they don't want to like it's kind of have like that a be safety the net. case. Of course, people yeah. are still going to no one. No one walks the walk they just everyone likes to talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. but like I think it's just become like a safety net and it's that question of whether businesses or corporations actually care about anything that they're talking about or they're just following along to just further support either a new a new consumer population or whatever keep what they have right now but yeah I, I mean people say a lot of shit and they don't follow through with that shit and they don't take any action towards any of it so mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a really me- it's messed up. Capitalism is messed up. But it's it's also like when <laughs> yeah. you think about, you know, keeping the desire brands. Um, what is the word? Not exclusionary, but like, you know, kind of just. Exclusive. Yeah, exclusive. Right? Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, capitalism at large doesn't really work if there's not people at the top and people at the bottom. So there's a lot of incentive to kind of like, in my opinion, keep people down and keep people in those buckets, you know? Yeah. Which a really great job of perpetuate scarcity. Yes. Yeah. Which we even see leaking into stuff like, you know, Roe v. Wade and abortion. Like, who's that affecting? Not you and me, Naomi. We could drive across the state, no problem. But I mean, yes, it affects us. I don't want to say it doesn't, but like the the main point of it is that it's going to hurt the people who can't afford to go anywhere and are most likely in these stuck in these situations you know that goes down a whole another rabbit Definitely. hole which i'm not going to go yeah, down yeah i we are going but, so far into uh, so many different things i want to talk but. i'm not going to i'm not going to go down that cuz we have veered off of television and entertainment <laughs> but uh i yeah okay so <laughs> we we will and we we should we definitely are going to get back to, to TV and entertainment, but I did want to address something Naomi said, which makes me think she's a little bit more of an optimist than, mm. than I thought, where she thinks that we can hold corporations accountable because of the voice that we've been talking about and the platforms that we have. But it comes back to the target audience for each of these companies and how I'm a little bit more of a pessimist in relation to this topic. Um, I think, let's take the company like Walmart where their consumers, the bulk, the majority of their population who shops at Walmart, I don't think they care at all about uh, pride. And like, no. or, yeah, I don't think they care at all about any of these bigger issues, environmentalism, no. perhaps. And it's not, maybe it's not that they don't care, but it's more that that's not their priority. Mm-hmm. And so as long as that big population of reliable consumer is not putting this public pressure on these organizations then or on these companies sorry um there's not going to be that kind of change that we want to see and we have to keep in mind that this kind of pressure from these smaller populations goes both ways so naomi what you said where you have a lot of people contributing their voices to pressure companies that comes from both right and left that comes from every side and they are going to listen to some parts of those groups but really the priority for them is making sure that they remain stable and they remain constantly growing by appealing to the already existing base. And so that's, we're going to bring it back to entertainment. That's where I think Marvel movies do such a good job of maintaining their momentum. So curious, what's the last Marvel movie Spider-Man. you guys saw? Um, yeah, wait, is it Into the Spider-Verse, the cartoony one? Mm-hmm. That's what I saw, I think. That was a while and did ago. you see No Way Home with Andrew Garfield, Tobey no. Maguire, no, I Tom Holland? No, <gasps> no I did. I'm really, Twice. I'm really. I know you did. Twice. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a good, I'm not a good movie watcher. I'll say, I'll say it. That's fine. Um, I'm sure TV is more your, your speed. Yeah, you know I'm on um, Netflix like Naomi. I'm not much of a movie person either. I saw Spider-Man just by chance. I haven't yeah. seen any of the other. Well, I'd seen Andrew Garfield's, but I didn't see any was, of Tom Holland's. So I was just in there. And, was it no, on the plane? I, that was the second time, and I went to the theater to see it. Mm. Oh. But I'm sorry. What was the oh. question that you asked about Marvel? Yeah. Well, so, so it wasn't a question. We'll get to the oh, question. Oh, okay. You just asked oh, which one. It was more the lead-in where 
have you guys seen discourse where people are basically saying essentially trashing newer Marvel content as being too lighthearted, too focused on comedy, too focused on the jokes, and a lot less about the depth and a lot less about like the drama that comes with being a hero, essentially. Have this you guys seen this discourse? What... I haven't, but this is what I'm kind of this is what I'm trying to articulate, and I can't do that. Is there's everyone always has it's like getting to be too much. Like this commentary on like, this is too much of this. This is too much of that. Oh, you didn't think about... It's like... I Maybe this is just me. I am an optimist, I think. But I also agree with your earlier point. But I just... I don't know. I'm not seeing the... Maybe this is just me. I'm not seeing, like, the significance in that. And obviously, it's, it's affecting industries to some degree. And some don't care. And some ignore it. Because Marvel, I mean, is... Is Marvel. So, they're good. But I don't know. Like, those comments... I... My question, I like, who cares? <laughs> like, I don't know the significance behind people commenting that stuff because what does it matter? Do we actually think that will make a difference? I think that's what I'm trying to get apart is that we have a lot of opinions, but like, who actually cares? Like, I don't really Wait, think so corporations actually care. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Wait, Mary, what do you think? Which question are we going off of here? <laughs> I, I also have not seen the discourse, but I know what you're talking about in the sense that like right. everyone everyone has an opinion. And I'm I'm trying to get to a point and I can't, but I got I, it in I my get, head. So I get sorry. where you're coming from. Yeah. I don't even know so what I'm is, saying. Is the question that you're trying to get to why does this matter from the perspective? why should we be voicing our criticisms of these movies if no one is going to listen to us? Is that your question? Um, partially. And I I mean everyone is what's the word? No Subject one makes to their the movies, own opinion. I say. Yeah. Right. I don't I feel like this is my perspective. People make a lot of comments and arguably I think over stupid things. Like complaining about a TV show or complaining about a movie and my perspective now is there are so many more important things going on, and people are talking about those important things, but it's putting your energy towards stuff like that. That, especially with entertainment, I don't really think in this day and age matters what other people might think about it because something new will come out literally in an hour. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe I'm so just sick I of people commenting on <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I get that. Like, I will never. I I don't know. I know you do. Okay, so Rohan, I know you do TV reviews and movie reviews, and I'm obsessed with them, and I love them because you you're a TV movie connoisseur, and I'm obsessed with it. But your uh, are intellectual academic reviews that I. I mean, I'm like, I'm oh my god, I might have to buy HBO Max so I can watch this show, but um, so I can get a perspective. But comments like that, that you were talking about where this isn't funny or it's too funny or whatever. <laughs> anyway, so you can keep going. So the context here, uh, before we get back to this main point, is I am launching a, a website. Um, I don't want to call it a blog, although it very much is a blog. Um, the main content is going to be reviews of TV shows that I've been watching, um, and then alongside that, I will also be uh, doing photos, which are sort of divided up by place and time. Um, so, for example, I went to India. I went to the city of Hyderabad, which is in South India, uh, where my grandparents live, um, in April. So one album is called Hyderabad, April 2022. I was in the Bay Area in May of this past year, so it's called Bay Area, May 2022. Things like that. Um, so that website is going to go live, ideally today, but we will Yay! see. Um, I'm happy I was able to make that segue. Uh, yes. I knew it would come up eventually just because this is the topic. Yeah. But um, Naomi, I've been very lucky to have received her feedback on some of the articles that I've written before publication. Um, so I'm, again, very grateful. Um, but That's so amazing. Going... Like, I am okay. waiting. I can't wait. I'm going to be reading. You're going to get me into it. It's so uh, <laughs> Have you guys seen, by the way, and we'll get back to whatever we've been talking about, uh, the new Gossip Girl? No. No. <gasps> I told you that. No. I, I kind of okay, refused. Wait. I kind of Me too, Mary. Me too. <laughs> I refuse. To I don't honest, think I'll ever watch it. 
To be honest, you both are wrong for that. You're wrong. For that. <laughs> if you enjoyed the first. If you enjoyed the first one, you'll enjoy this one. You think? I'm it hard. Is, I'm difficult for remakes. Like, well, okay, the so OG's like, always the best for me. So and like, so remaking it wouldn't be as good. Yes. Opinion. Yeah. So Gilmore Girls Year in the Life, I've been told Ooh. by multiple people just don't even Ooh. watch it cuz it's, it's going to ruin. Tough. It's bad. It's so not I'm not good. even going to watch I it love because the original. I love Gilmore Girls so much that they were like, yeah, even yeah. that made me like hate Rory. And I don't wanna, yeah. you know? So I'm just not going to watch it. So I will say this is not that. That okay. is a pure reboot. This is more a sequel because none of the characters Okay. Well, there are some one-offs, but as guest stars, but none of the characters recur. You're not going to see Serena, Blair, Dan, Nate, or Chuck. You're going to see a whole new set of characters. They all go to Constance or St. Jude's, or they work there, or they're a parent. But it's a similar format. It's just completely new people. So you're not getting a remake, which is a good thing from the perspective that you guys are coming from. Because no, like a new thing will never live up to the thing that originated it, unless the quality is so much better and I hope we can all agree that Gossip Girl, the original, was not quality television. It was enjoyable entertainment. <laughs> oh, but... yeah. But it was fantastic. Right. It was oh, good. Well, yeah. It worked honestly, really well. It worked. who I am. Yeah. yeah. We all Wait, loved so, it. <laughs> is Naomi the Serena to marry your Blair? How, or, or vice versa? That's, yeah, what do we think? important question. What do we think? I don't even know if I we think... fit in those boxes. You think I'm the... I'm the Blair. I think very, if we fit in them a little bit, I think that's accurate. Actually, actually. Do you think so? Think you just met her, but Naomi do you think might so? might be the you Blair. Think I'm Blair. Yeah, you're kind of the boss sometimes. No way. And also, I would, no way. I think you have, you have a vision of right and wrong, and you are very, you prioritize making sure that you're living up to your own standards. And I think that was something that Blair always did. And Mary, I'm not saying that that's not the case for you, but for Naomi, it's very much a thing. Mm -hmm. And for Serena, like she's a little looser. She is more willing to take risks and make mistakes and go out into the world. And not that I'm saying Naomi, you're not, but there's a (laughs) little bit less of that, like be self, be self, like, Self-flagellation, that's yeah, the term, okay. um, that Blair really engaged in. Like, we know she was going through it, and yeah. she was putting herself through it. Serena was also putting herself through it, but yeah. very different right. pieces. Yeah, yeah. okay. I'd very say. interesting. I'd say that, that works. This is like the Myers-Briggs, but completely <laughs> <laughs> For Gossip Girl, we should create one. Ooh, I'm sure there's already, Bridge. which Gossip Girl character? Yeah, but it's probably not that good. You could probably no. It's it not that deep, yeah. Academic, yeah. but anyways, that's it. That's yeah. that's. I did not. Thank you. <laughs> I did not um, see that for myself. To take it back a little bit, and mm-hmm. we can talk about gospel. Oh, the reason I brought it up is I wrote one of the reviews that I will be publishing is on the reboot and sort of comparing it to the original and talking about the places where it doesn't live up to the original and. In my review, I'll be frank, I essentially said that the original Gossip Girl is is better well, just because of certain parameters, including the length of the season, the focus, the like the scope of it, the scale of it. And I highly encourage you guys to try out the new one. You know it what? Is we should, Naomi. It is very much more diverse, which is nice. And of course, at the end of the day, they're all rich kids. Like right. Even Dan was a rich kid. But, like, that's what we're here for. Like, yep. we know coming into that that that's what we wanted to watch. And it's nice to see a bunch of people of color in this show where we didn't see any other than Vanessa in the original. Oh, my God. And I forgot about her. Yeah. Yeah, Keep me it. too. So that is exactly – that's such an important thing. And I'm so happy you said that because they made sure that at the end of the show, the people who were left standing, who they didn't get rid of and destroy, were all of the white people. I, yeah. I want us to think about the people of color on that show and how, if, I don't know if you guys remember Raina Thorpe, random useless addition to season five, yeah. but like she got, she got destroyed. Like, <laughs> um, she was a love what did you say? Let Nate. me look her up. Raina Thorpe. Um, she was a love interest of Chuck and Nate, naturally, because they all are, except right, Serena. She escaped Chuck. Good for her. Um, but the point being that 
all the people of color in that show are essentially pawns in this great game played by all the white people. And Vanessa really tried to get around that. She really tried to play the game with that. And the showrunners did not want that for her. But anyway. That is so accurate. <laughs> wow. We could, I mean, we could talk for hours about each of these different rabbit holes we've gone down. Like, uh, this is right. fascinating. So, Naomi, you talked about why do you not think or what you're sort of questioning why people are voicing their opinions and their beliefs about entertainment and things that have such low stakes when there's so much importance and other issues, sorry, issues of importance out there to talk about. But think about it. Think about how we just connected to this. We got into it. We're talking about a show that we feel like was a big part of a certain portion of our upbringing. And think about Greta Thunberg. Like how much does she mean to you and her struggle um, and the environmentalism that is kind of nebulous in the way we have our lived realities compared to a simple TV show, which you come home from school, you come home from work, that was stressful, it was annoying, you were around a bunch of people you don't like, and you turn it on and that's your world. You get into it. Versus, do, do you come home and read Greta Thunberg's <laughs> articles and, and tweets and do you <sighs> want to learn about the climate crisis on your free time? No, you want to de-stress, you want something that engages you, you want something that you can relate to, and you want something that takes your mind off of the bigger issues. And so naturally, people's instinct is going to be, let's talk about whatever nonsense TV I'm watching, and let's talk about Real Housewives on Twitter, oh, yeah. let's make this a thing, when in reality, you're right, they should be, we should be talking about bigger issues. Yeah. But it's a question of capability, and yes, this all comes back to capitalism. We have a tiring system in which we have to go to work and we come home, and we can't be there for society. We're trying to be there for ourselves, and I'm not saying we can't. There's plenty of people that do, and I'm trying. I'm planning to start volunteering this fall, and I'm saying that to hold myself accountable on air. By Love the way. it. Good. But I want to make sure that we keep in mind the context and the fact that as on an individual basis – you can think about how there's a bigger picture at play, but you come home, you're hungry. You want to sit down, you want to watch something. You want to listen to something. Yeah. You want to okay, do let something me... entertaining. Wait. Yeah. I have a hold question. Hold on, hold on. I, I, okay. have to, I, have to, I have to redeem myself. Okay, you go. I feel like this was a moment where people are like, God damn, Naomi, that is mean and rude and get out no, of here. No, we're just getting... No, no, you're asking an important question. Yeah, no, we're I getting know, different and perspectives. I'm not able to articulate my opinion super well, um, but I agree. The entertainment business allows for space to be with yourself or people that are connected with you. Like even in the music industry, like you meet people at concerts. Like it's a really a great arts. Think about dance. Art, yeah, dance. Like it's. I totally agree with you. I think that um, I don't go home. I don't read. Any, I don't, I've just started actually looking at the news recently. I started last night. Um, I have to see what's going on in the world. My mom used to send me CNN quizzes just to quiz how much I don't know, and I don't know a lot. Oh, wow. Um, but anyways, I agree with your point, but I still actually will stick by mine. But I, I agree. Mary, go ahead. Ask your question. My question is for Rohan. Do you think there is a way to merge the two and do you think it's important to meet people where they are? So the people that are like, oh, i got to come home and watch something and take my mind off of it. Is there a way to talk about this and have conversations about these shows that, you know, some people might be like, oh, that's a pointless conversation. There's so many more important issues out there. But we know people love to talk about it. Is there a way to, like, merge, you know, maybe part of the show is like what you were talking about, introducing main characters who are people of color and getting a conversation started on that or introducing like just something important like you know women's health in one of the shows or you know and then get people get people thinking and talking about that in the context of like an also entertaining show great question um I have been thinking about this a lot and I'm so happy we got to this part of our conversation because in my little notes last night at 11.58 p.m. I was like, this is what we're gonna, this is the trajectory I'm hoping that we follow. But I'm thinking about this like a triangle, a triangle of who we need to serve okay. and what, like what we need to do essentially. 
on one hand, you have your individual needs. On the other hand, you have Mm -hmm. the needs of um, society at large. And then on the other hand, you have your work, you have whatever you have going on in the bulk of of your week. And so it's kind of a triangle of how you're spending your time, essentially. And... I think you put it really well, and you were phrasing this as a question, but you gave some great examples of how you can merge <laughs> um, this all three of these triangular points to make some kind of incremental impact. And something that this makes mm-hmm. me think of, and we'll go back to Gossip Girl, Blair had a miscarriage, if you guys recall. She had a miscarriage in season I five. She got in a car that. accident. Um, it was the Prince of Monaco's baby and her baby, um, that she right. lost and the show did not do a terrible job of treating that well it didn't do the best job in fact it kind of abandoned the whole notion of it and they gave her like a minute to grieve in reality because at the end of the day she was also getting dumped and there was just a lot going on naturally because it's gossip girl yeah. but if the show had taken a better um stance with this then individuals who are spending their leisure time fulfilling their needs after coming home from work might also come at issues of miscarriage and therefore better society in a better way. And so what I mean Mm -hmm. is if you see a show that you're spending time on treating miscarriage as an important topic with a lot of gravity, then you're going to also think about that as something that you need to do. And so then when you go out into the world and you are, because when we're interacting with society, we're either serving or taking away in instead like in essence just whatever we do it's that kind of interaction and you want to even if it's just being there for your friend showing empathy for someone who you heard had a miscarriage this is a silly example and probably not the best example but we there's more here but yeah i get abortion abortion is is a big thing um, right as well if you're showing that empathy you are bettering society you are doing a better job and that is the way where you bridge you meld all of these things you're fulfilling your interest because you're watching a show which is then educating you on how to be a better person in society and you earned the money that has allowed you the leisure time to watch the show and therefore it's a cycle Hmm. yeah that's so, so good in the new gossip girl um the main character sort of the serena she's kind of like a, a mix between serena and blair her name is julian calloway and Honestly, she's more of a Serena if we have to put things in in the binary of Serena and Blair. Um, But she's the main character, and her dad is a famous music producer. It always sticks in my mind that the show made sure that we knew that he was going to record with Billie Eilish, um, which was it made me laugh because I was like, okay, you're trying to – I know what you're trying to do. Um, And it it worked. (laughs) I watched the whole season. But But he actually is accused of um, sexual abuse and sexual assault towards the middle of the season. Um, Sorry, it's not a big spoiler. I'm not going to tell you exactly how things necessarily. There's not. I'm not going to talk about the the plot points that unravel from that. But the show does a good job, a really good job, I think, of exercising how Julian feels in relation to these allegations towards her father, and then how she goes about responding, how society and her friends and all these individuals have all their own perspectives, and how all of these things influence the actions and decisions and stances of a 17-year-old girl put in an impossible position. And so we're we're forced to deal with this in a way that the original Gossip Girl never made us deal with it. The original Gossip Girl had such traumatic things happen to some characters, and then we would never hear about it again. Or yeah, that's so true. If, if you recall... Um, they went through so, so much, much, and oh, they God. weren't, like, that affected by it somehow. <laughs> well, I will argue that they were affected. It just made them more... It didn't teach them to be better people, because none of them right. were being better people... And because all their actions were affecting each other, they didn't have the opportunity to be better because they were always on the defense because each of them was always coming after the other, right? Yes. So. Yeah, but that's such a good point too of like, I feel like with, or at least I don't know if that was just an episode or like that part of the show where you get all those different perspectives, it kind of can put you in a situation that makes you think because you're, when you're watching a show, you get so involved and you get, 
you feel what the character's feeling and you go through whatever they're going through. And like if you're getting all these different perspectives, you can kind of start to understand a bit more where some people are coming from. And I feel like that that helps with the division that is going on right now. And my last question for you is do you feel like going back to like Hollywood as a whole, producers and people in this industry have a – what's the word? responsibility to be melding these together and making shows that make people think like that in order to bring society together in a way through these conversations about these shows and movies. Yes. I completely believe that there is a social responsibility. And I love that you asked this question because it get, it get, takes us full circle. We talked about this earlier, how there is yep. the money at the bottom of it, but then on the, a little closer to the surface, there is some kind of societal responsibility. And I really firmly believe that everybody needs to be doing their part. And yeah. so there, I want to give a disclaimer and then also point out an example. I'll start with the example um, of where those characters could never become better or really, they were in a, a certainly toxic environment where we had in the first season, if you guys remember, Serena, um, she essentially killed, she claims to have killed someone. She was with a man who she was doing drugs with and he OD'd. Pete Fairman was his name. And she finally tells Blair, it's a really touching moment. It's a really touching moment. And I think the original did a really good job with touching moments. But Blair basically said, I'm always here for you. You didn't kill him. I will never, will never have to speak of this again. And then, and the reason this came to mind is we jump to the second season when they're competing to get into Yale and Blair at the mixer with the Dean brings up Pete Fairman in front of all these people and Serena runs away because that's, of course, Serena's thing. Right? She has to run away. Right. Um, she, she's really good at that. And I will say a TikTok stitch these two together or a Twitter, something on some content. I don't actually have TikTok, but... Some content stitched those together, which is why I was reminded of it pretty recently. But that was just an example of the toxicity there. Um, The disclaimer I want to point out is I don't believe that you coming home and watching a show or a movie or reading a book or listening to a podcast that touches on these um, like bigger lessons about how we should approach society and how we should approach other people. I don't think that's enough. I do not think that that is enough in terms of how we need to do better for society. And I'm completely guilty of coming home from work, sitting down with a show and not doing my part in a really, in a more tangible way. And this is an intangible way. And it's very small, incremental. Like we said, it comes back to you learn a lesson from whatever content you're consuming and then you want to bring it out into the world. That's the, that's Mm -hmm. the bare minimum. That is the bare minimum. Right. And so ideally someone is spending some time volunteering or their career is centered around some kind of public service and that you're doing this as well, but that's not going to be the end all be all of what you do. So I don't want to sit here and make people feel better for the fact that they are approaching big picture issues better because they learned how to do that in, from watching Gossip Girl 2021. Yeah. (laughs) I, right. So I, I hope that that answered the question a little bit. And I know we are running no, out of time. No, 100%. Um, and that makes so much sense. But wow, this was incredible. I'm so glad to have finally met you and had a conversation. And you're just, I mean, amazing. <laughs> I love it. It has been such a pleasure Truly. to talk to you guys. Um, it's funny, we didn't, I had something else which related a lot more to human nature, but maybe another time we can talk about that. It also related to TV. Oh, you'll definitely be back. <laughs> you'll definitely be back. But this was back. so fun. As long as you oh, want to. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. You're um, a delight. Tell everyone. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my this gosh. Has been, I feel very lucky after having her, like, now five years of who you are and such for Naomi. Like, this is great. Um, I'm glad oh, we could connect. Thank you. Especially in this public forum. Me too. It's kind of funny. It is, I know, isn't it? <laughs> On that note, tell everyone your, like, socials, your your website that's coming out. Like, where can everyone find you? Um, so that is a great question. Uh, first of all, I'm on a little bit of um, an Instagram break. 
um, I go as on, yeah, we all I go on be. there and I'm really not that interested in what vacations other people are taking and the ocean is beautiful everywhere you go and <laughs> everyone's always doing something mm-hmm. lovely and I would like to be doing <laughs> mm-hmm. those things too and so you guys know this is not a nothing yeah. I, nothing yeah. I ever say is profound I always make sure to say that and so nothing I ever say is profound but this is the least profound that Social media is gross <laughs> and not the most fun. Um, yeah. Taking a little bit of an Instagram break. In terms of the website, um, I, if you guys could share the link whenever it comes out Absolutely. in the next couple of days, that would be awesome. Um, this is a silly title, but the website is called Amusings, A parentheses, the A's in parentheses, Musings, just because it's my okay. musings, uh, but hopefully they are not Love entirely it. philosophical and they are amusing and entertaining as well. Um, I'm so sure they will excited be. to share that with you guys. And so I feel really lucky and I want to thank Naomi so much for bringing me on here, for introducing me to you, Mary, and, and for us having this conversation. This has been so much fun. It's been amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, yeah, I think we're running out of time, but thank you so much again. And thank you guys for listening you. and we'll see you next week in a new episode. Bye guys. <laughs>